Episode 31, Morning Meeting Ideas for Multi-Grade Special Ed Classes. There's usually lots of questions about this as new or even seasoned teachers are getting their classroom ready for the next year, depending on how many students they have in their class and how many grade levels they have as well. Or maybe you have gotten new students since the beginning of the year and need ideas on how to adapt your morning meeting now that you have more students or more grade levels. So I thought I would talk about how I incorporated a morning meeting routine into my class when I had over 12 students in grades K through 5. And this was in a self-contained classroom that was considered a mild-moderate disability class. And I taught on a general ed public school campus at the time. Do you ever find yourself barely able to hold your head above water? Waves of IEPs, data collection, assessments, parent conferences, not to mention lesson plans and seasonal activities are all crashing around you. You need help, but not just from anybody. Grab the lifeline that is the Help for Special Educators podcast. We will equip you with creative solutions and teacher-tested strategies so you can navigate the rewarding but difficult job as a special ed teacher. This is Lisa Goodell, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am glad you are here. Today, I want to talk about how you can make morning meeting or circle time work in a self-contained multi-grade special education classroom. Typically for a morning meeting in an elementary classroom, we think of all the students coming to the carpet and sitting down and participating with songs or different routines like reciting the alphabet, things like that. But in a self-contained classroom, if you have lots of students and lots of grade levels, it is harder to do because you might have a really wide variety of abilities in your classroom. So for me, my last year that I taught in a self-contained classroom, I had between 15 to 20 students in my class, and they were in grades first through fifth that year. Most of my students had learning disabilities, and speech impairments. I also had some kids with autism and ADHD. First of all, the whole class morning meeting format did not work for my kids when I had more than three grade levels in my class. The big kids would get bored and not want to do all the baby stuff, and the little kids couldn't sit still. And there were always behavior problems with those seeking attention. I struggled with this over the years because I really felt that it would be beneficial for my younger students. So I kept trying new things and eventually I settled upon this system, which worked really well for me. Basically, I put the traditional calendar time into a center with one of my Paris. We rotated through stations and groups from about 8.30 in the morning until 1 o'clock after lunch. So you might ask what to do during a morning meeting group. First, I set up the area behind the Paris table with all the calendar, days of the week, months of the year, weather, counting, visuals, etc. These visuals were all posted on the wall behind the table. I helped my para differentiate lessons for those concepts. 
Then the students had different activities to work on independently at the center. Some students wrote out everything, like practicing writing the days of the week or the months of the year, and younger ones might just write their name, letters, and numbers, and others had a Velcro file folder type activity where they would practice their phone numbers, calendar, weather, etc. When I started the system, I got some activities from the Autism Helper and later added some of my own activities for the different age levels and abilities in my class. So this group that worked with a para during one of the station rotations did not do songs that typically we might do during a whole group time because having music would have been really distracting to kids at the other stations in the class. So we did songs and videos later in the day during my Go Noodle slash indoor PE time. It was easier to do the songs in a whole group format because the different grades took turns going out to their inclusion classes. So actually, I had two different Go Noodle indoor PE times. For example, the younger kids were in class while the older kids were out in general ed, and then we would repeat it with the opposite groups. So when the older kids came back to class and the younger kids went out to inclusion. So in that way, I was able to differentiate the types of songs and things that we did a little bit. So when we did the indoor PE time later in the day, I always started with the morning meeting type videos. So we would do calendar, weather, days of the week, skip counting. We would add some song or dance videos that were provided by Go Noodle, or I would add my own videos using the YouTube channel feature on Go Noodle. Then we would do seasonal song dances depending on the holiday. And finally, kids could take turns choosing the next video if they had earned a Go Noodle coupon, which was a part of my behavior management system. This was the best system for my class when I had three to five grade levels at a time. So I hope this helps you think out of the box and find a way to make learning these really important concepts work for you in your special ed classroom. As I was working on the blog post for this, I thought of one more thing. I thought I would go ahead and describe another way that I was able to make this work to get in separate times with different grade levels, except for me, it didn't work well. I don't recommend it. However, I'm going to go ahead and share it right now because it might be a great solution for you. So one year, I had two separate recess times for my class. While my younger kids, who were in pre-K, K, and first grade, were at recess, I led a short carpet time or morning meeting time with songs for the older group, which was second through fourth grade. Then while that group went to recess, the younger kids came back in and they had their morning meeting circle time with me. It was simple enough, except then I didn't get a break or I had to trade off with my paraprofessionals. And sometimes I had recess duty during one of those times. However, if you have a lot of adults in the room, it might be a good option. For me, it wasn't because I didn't have that many paras and I found that I desperately needed my own break. So if you're interested in finding out more about daily schedules you can use in your self-contained classroom, I do have a lot of things I've done on this. I have a whole series of podcasts that I did on schedules, which were in episodes 8, 9, and 10, and I will link to those in the show notes. I also have sample templates in my 
TPT store that you can purchase. They're all editable in PowerPoint and you can also open them right into Google Slides and then edit them to your heart's content. I have like 16 formats with lots of different reasons why you might need different schedules. Maybe you have a master schedule that all the adults use. And then you have the schedule that the kids might refer to so they know where to go at each time during the day. Then you might have a different schedule that you would share with a substitute teacher. Or if you have Friday fun where you have different schedules due to assemblies or special events. Over the years, I've created all these schedules. And so this is a way for you to get them and see how you might be able to use them in your classroom. So I hope this was helpful. You can find links for everything in the show notes at lisagadell.com slash podcast 31. While you're there, you should also sign up for my email list. You'll get more exclusive content when you get an email from me, as well as hearing about a lot of giveaways or free stuff that I give out. You'll hear about new products in my Teacher Pay Teacher store or in my Boom Card store and what's happening with the podcast. I send out an email a couple times a month if I'm lucky, maybe more if there's a sale or something special going on. Now, when I start to get stressed or overwhelmed about school stuff, I find it helps to take a moment to slow down, stop, and focus on my breathing. Sometimes, I also might say the serenity prayer aloud or in my head. Here it is. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I might also add a few of my own words. Here's a sample for us special educators. Help us to listen and truly understand our students. Please give us words, actions, and solutions which will help in difficult situations. May our classrooms be peaceful places where teachers, staff, and students learn and thrive. After that, I try to go out and find someone else to help because helping others keeps me from selfishly dwelling on my own problems. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you heard something helpful during this episode that you can implement in your teaching. Remember, you are amazing. What you do makes a difference, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Go find someone else to encourage, because they probably need to be reminded that they are amazing too.